Hallelujah. Come on, give this praise team a hand. Amen. Appreciate them so much. Appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, for all those who participated in yesterday's event, we appreciate you so much. Thank you. And all of you who came back this morning and you're a visitor, we want to thank you for coming here. Thank you for choosing Gospel Temple to come and worship with us today. We value you. Amen. Hallelujah. We're excited about what God is doing here. Uh, just praise God for all that He is doing and believing God to do great things in and through this service today. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you are ready to do everything that you can do to see God do what He needs to do through you? Amen. Hallelujah. I believe we're at a very crucial time in the day to where we're, we should be excited about what God is doing, but yet we shouldn't be so lax and to feel like that because we're here that we can just stop. Amen. We need to press on in. We need to continue on praying. I know things ain't going in the world like we thought that they might go but we serve a big God amen and how many of you know he's still in control amen hallelujah I, I, I'll tell you this uh, it's been a uh, this we've been here since February God is doing some amazing things we're seeing some things happen but I won't tell you I hadn't been homesick you uh, walk away from children and grandchildren and all. But I can tell you, yesterday, we lit a fire in me because I've seen the purpose that God has for me here. Amen. And for what he's going to do at this place. It's not about us being comfortable. It's about us doing the will of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. If you got your Bibles, I want you to turn with me this morning to Matthew 21. I want to talk to you this morning. It's Palm Sunday. It's the week before Jesus is to be crucified. Jesus is coming into Jerusalem. And the people are excited. They're laying a carpet down of palm leaves and clothes and different things, getting prepared to welcome the entry of the Messiah. They're singing, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They're excited about his entry because they have this envisionment in their mind that he's about to take over. That he's about to overthrow the Roman Empire and to make Jerusalem their headquarters and he's going to take dominion as they had envisioned the Messiah to do. How many of you know that a lot of times we don't have a clear understanding of what God is trying to do in our life? And sometimes we have an expectancy of God to do something and he don't do it the way that we think that he ought to do it. 
So Jesus goes and he's, I want to read this story and then we're going to get into this. But the title of my message today is Lazy Praise. Everybody's excited when they think that Jesus is going to do what they think he's going to do. But when it costs you something, come on now, things change. Amen? Matthew 21, verse 12, it says, Then Jesus went into the temple. Now, this is after he's done come in. He's come in. He's made his triumphal entry. He sat on the, the colt, and he came in. And when he comes into the temple, it says, Then Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. Now, I want you to understand something. That they were selling sacrifices. They were selling sacrifices to be, to be given to the Lord at the temple. But here's the problem. They were robbing God from opportunity to bless them like he wanted to bless them. Because your sacrifice is supposed to come from you. It's not supposed to be something that you buy at the table. It's not something that you're supposed to get when you come to church. It's something that you're supposed to bring with you. It's something that you've already went through. Something that you've already carried with you to get to that point. And this is when Jesus came into the temple and began to make him a whip. He didn't go in there. He didn't greet nobody. No, he went in there and started weaving a whip. And and then he came out and began to drive them out and began to turn the doves loose. And all this, he says, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. In other words, thinking that we can come to church and then all of a sudden just put on a praise when we haven't carried anything, when we have not sacrificed anything. But I want you to see this because when Jesus came into the temple and he began to cleanse the temple, All the children began to gather around and began to sing praises and worship him. And all the indignant people said, oh no, the children don't need to be do, that, do that. And Jesus said, haven't you heard that out of the mouths of babes and sucklings comes perfected praise? And then, here's, here's the thing. After he done all that, the healing began. Hmm? What are you saying? The Bible says that we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And there's things that we need to drive out of our lives that is keeping the healing from coming. Hmm? The gifts of God that he's wanting to release on the church today. Is going to cost us something. What is it going to cost? It's going to cost you everything. See, here's the thing. A lot of people don't understand. Salvation is free, but the anointing will cost you everything. If we want what God wants us to have, listen, I want to tell you this because I want you to understand that God still heals. God still delivers, and God still sets free. But he does it his way. He don't do it our way. Amen? This ain't Burger King. We can't have it our way. 
We have to do. We have to conform to His way. We have to come under His word. We have to walk according to His word. It's not that just do anything that we want to. Listen, grace did not come to us so that we could live like we want to. It come to us so that we could live like we ought to. It empowered us. The grace of God, the unmerited favor of God, empowered us to walk in the power and the demonstration of the Spirit of God in and through our lives. But a lot of times we've got this false identity of thinking that God is going to just do for us that he's some kind of puppet that when we pray that he's going to move in every area of our lives and do exactly what we want him to do but honey I have found out over the years that if I don't line up with the word of God if I'm not getting the answers that I need if I will just align myself with the word of God and walk according to that word then I will begin to see the results that I need to see and want to see in my life and I want to see my children saved listen then what I need to do is bring up my children in the way that they should go and when they are old they will not depart from it I don't have to go run looking for them I can know that God is going to do what he said he would do but a lot of times we don't want to go through nothing see everybody wants a testimony but nobody wants a test Well, that's good preaching, preacher. We want overcoming without overcome. Being a, come on now. We want to be an overcomer without overcoming. Why? Because we have grown lazy. We have become lazy with our praise. See, the, what happened? Whatever happened to the sacrifice of praise? What did David say? Huh? Listen. What did David say? David said, I will bless the Lord at sometimes, all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Psalms 103, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all. His benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Come on now. How many of you know somebody that's got a disease that needs healing this morning? The Bible says that he'll heal all of our diseases. Not some of our diseases, but all of our diseases. Who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth with good things. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. What do you mean? I'm telling you that he'll get you to the point in your life to where you ain't got to flap and try to get high. You can just spread your wings and you can rise above the storm. When the winds of adversity begin to blow against our life, it shouldn't be a strain to rise above it. All we should have to do is just spread our wings and just let the currents carry us up a little bit higher. See, the enemy comes against us to try to bring a destruction against our life. But all things, listen to me, all things, not some things, all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose. And honey, the winds of adversity ain't meant to blow you out. It's called, it's meant to to cause the flame to rise up in you a little higher.
See, what they thought that God was going to do, what Jesus was going to do for them, actually, what he was doing was showing them what needed to be done in order for them to receive the fullness of what he had for them. There's no shortness of healing on God's end. There's lack of alignment on ours. And when we align with the word of God, God is bound to his word. And he will do what his word says he will do. So when we align with his word, guess what? A healing begins. Restoration begins. How many of you know some family members that need restoration? How many of you know some family members that need to be freed and set free for the glory of God? Well, listen, when we get in alignment, it's just like when Paul and Silas were in the prison. They begin to worship him. They begin to praise him. They begin to magnify him. And the Bible says that when they begin to praise him, that their chains fell off. But not just their chains. Everybody's chains begin to fall off. You see, when you begin to praise him, I'm not talking about a lazy praise. I'm talking about a praise that costs you something. I'm talking about a praise that you've been walking through and a sacrifice of praise. Something that you've been willing to sacrifice. Something that you've been willing to give to God. Something, And when you begin to praise him and you begin to worship him. But a lot of times we find ourselves in that position to where things have come against us and pressures of life have come against us and we want to give up on Jesus. Well, if everything, if God wanted me to do this or do that I wouldn't have to go through all of this I have found out that God wants me to do things when the opposition rises up against me the most because he's not interested in just me overcoming he's interested in him overcoming through me he wants to overcome through you Amen. He wants to overcome through. He wants to do something. And I found this, that God will bring anything to you he can get through you. He will worship you. He he will bring a worship of praise and adoration through you and cause you to get in. Listen, why does does that praise begin to rise up in us? Because I believe that it's because that God knows that he has promised us that in the midst of his praise that he's going to show up, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. When we begin to praise him, there's an atmosphere that comes down. God sets up an atmosphere around about us. Somebody say, well, I don't feel anything. It's not about what you feel. It's about the fact of what God said. He said that he would show up. He would inhabit the praise of his people. So don't let your praise be a lazy prayer. Well, you know, I just don't feel like it today. There's a lot of days that I don't feel like worshiping. There's a lot of days that I don't feel. I don't do it because I feel like it. I know I do it because I benefit from it. I know that God is going to show up. It's not not about my feeling. It's about knowing that I have a relationship with him. I don't do ministry because it feels good. I do ministry. Because 
Number one, he's called me to it. Number two is because I want to see lives change for the glory of God. And in order to do that, I've got to wear it in such a way that it's going to make people want to have it. Hmm? If I'm always walking around stepping on my bottom lip because woe is me and everything's so bad. Come on now. Giving the devil more praise than I give him. The devil's just been on me this week. No, sometimes the devil's not there at all. Sometimes it's just our own carnality. If you could see the devil, a lot of times he'd be sitting out on the front porch of churches saying, he'd be out there crying. He'd just be saying, you know, I ain't, I ain't doing half the stuff they're blaming me for. They in there telling everybody I'm doing all this and I'm not getting to do none of that. They're doing it to themselves. I wish I did get to do some of it. But a lot of times we want our blessings carted to us. We want them brought, them, brought to us. We don't want to praise through storms. We don't want to praise through situations in our life. We want everything to be comfortable. God hasn't called us to comfort. God's called us to confirmation. Conformation. To conform to his word. Amen. And when we do that, I promise you, listen to me. I'm not speaking to one. I'm speaking to all of us today. We all have room for improvement. But I promise you, as we... Walk according to the word of God. We're going to see the results of the word of God happening in and through our lives. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of seeing people in situations that we say, well, you know, unless they have a miracle, they're just not going to make it. What about us becoming a people that has the miracles working through us so that they can get their miracle? Amen? Let's don't be lazy praisers. Let's don't, let's don't try to not be willing to carry our sacrifice. You know, before the Passover, the Passover lamb was not just a lamb who was brought in, who was, went out into the field and brought out a spotless lamb and, and sacrificed. It wasn't. It was a lamb that was brought into the house brought into the home for four days. For three days, they checked this lamb. They, they went over this lamb. They made, this, made sure this lamb was, was clean. They made sure this lamb was without spot or without blemish. Hmm? And as they made sure that it was without spot and without blemish, then on the fourth day, they offered this lamb as a sacrifice to God. And a lot of times the things that we want to offer to God are just anything. But how many of you are so grateful because of the blood of Jesus Christ that we don't have to make sure that we don't have no spots no more. We can come to Him just the way we are. But when we come to Him just the way we are, 
because of the blood of Jesus that is applied to our life, he makes us spotless. Amen? He washes away our sin. Not so that we can continue on in our sin, but so that we can be righteous and holy before him. I don't know about you, but I don't want lazy praise. Lazy praise won't get where we need to go. It's got to be a heart of praise, a sacrifice of praise unto him. And it's got to be something that we go through, something that we've, we've overcome. And when we come into the Lord, listen, I believe that Sundays ought to be a celebration service. We ought to be able to come in here because I know that some of you have been going through some things this week. Some of you have been facing some things this week. Some of you have been facing situations. Some of you in different circumstances. Some of you have had to fight through some things. But that's okay. You're at a place now of celebration to where you can offer Him a sacrifice of praise. Come on, stand to your feet and begin to give Him praise and glory. Hallelujah. Come on, he's a great God. Come on, come on, praise him. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord Jesus. We glorify your holy name. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. None of us in this room is going to reach perfection before we stand before him. But we can be in right standing with him. It's important that you and I, each and every one of us, conform to his word. Not just for us, for him and for everyone that we know. Because the decisions that we make affect everyone we're connected to. For the good or for the bad. I intend to stand on the word of God. And if there's error in my life, I want to know it. Because if God's blessing over there and I'm standing over here, I need to move. To get planted on his word where are you at today could you use a little bit more of Jesus I know I could some of you have been fighting through some situations and it's not easy I want to encourage you this morning. Look inside. Ask the Lord, is there any room for improvement in my life? Because He loves you. 
He loves you. He loves each and every one of us right where we are. I said this, and I say it until I die. But He loves us too much to leave us there. A lot of times we're looking for things to happen in our families and in our loved ones. You might be the channel through so which God wants to bring that love. Will you allow trust me to do it? You're here this morning. Say, Pastor, I want everything that he has for me. I need it. There's others of you. You need to come. You need to step out. This is your day. You're going to break some things. When you step out and you begin to worship and you begin to praise God, I'm telling you things will begin to break. 